Good day, everyone. My name is Dr. Zamagutle Ngozo. I'm a resident doctor at Touch of Life Medical Center in Middleburg and Belfast. We are doing our podcast today uh, on, on diabetes. As we know, it's, a, it's Diabetes Month. We have our, our, our patient, Kahiso, uh, all the way from Botswana, who are going to interview and is going to be telling us about his diabetes journey. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Hi, everyone. My name is Kariso Mulusiwa. I'm a young man from Botswana, and I have been living with diabetes for the last 22 years. So I'm so excited to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kariso. We are, to, we are going to start from the beginning. Um, uh, you said it's 22 years now, so uh, you've been living with diabetes, but what what were the symptoms? What happened to you? How were you diagnosed with uh, diabetes? Can we start there? All right. Thank you, doctor. Uh, I was only 10 years old when this all started. So, you know, as growing up as a kid, uh, you lose weight and you, I, started, I started losing massive weight. Yeah? And then I was drinking a lot of water. Uh, pre, uh, I was urinating a lot. I was always tired because I had to spend the whole term at home doing uh, medical checkups because the doctors did not even know what was wrong. Uh, but you know, at home, my dad was like, ah, this young man is growing, guys. He, it's nothing. It's just that he's about to reach puberty. So it's nothing bad. But my mom insisted that, no, something is wrong with this child. So it took, uh, I think, a good three months for me to be diagnosed with diabetes because by then I'm talking 99 I'm sure even you doctor can confess that it wasn't too often to find a young star that very young with diabetes so it took the hospital a good three months uh, for me to be diagnosed all right thank you thank you Tahiso. so yours is a type 1 diabetes if I'm not mistaken yes, yes sir I'm a type 1 diabetic Okay. Uh, can you just uh, take us through your treatment uh, regimen? What are you taking now for, for type 1? Oh, right now I'm on the bolus insulin. I use uh, the both short and acting insulin. I use Nova Rapid uh, and then I take six units before my meals. Okay, that really depends on my meal. If I'm going to have a large meal, I'm allowed to increase it a bit. And then I'm taking Lantus as my long-acting insulin, which I take around 14 units. All right, okay. So what went through your mind? I can imagine a young boy uh, at an, a very early age diagnosed with diabetes. And uh, what did it mean to you at that time? We understand now you, you're a bit old, you should be knowing what's happening and you, have, uh, you are used to it by now. But at that time, what went through your mind when you were told that you are, uh, you are diabetic? Uh, you know how I found out is, is, is what really, really just blows people's minds away. Because, you know, I was admitted in hospital and then they talked to my mom that, okay, this is what we have discovered with the boy. So we have to start him on treatment. I simply just asked my mom, what am I doing in hospital? She's like, the doctor says you have diabetes. And I'm 10 years, remember. I asked her, what is diabetes? He's like, it means you cannot have sweets anymore. My response was, oh, okay. That was it. 
that's how I just mm. I was told I was diabetic. And you know, at that age, this is where you're really getting to know yourself. This is where you're gonna yeah. uh, discover uh, what you like, what you don't like. And I mean, I'm told at the age of ten that I can't have sweets anymore. And the yeah. new production of sweets, lollipops are now coming out, and I'm not allowed to have it. So that uh, I think, yeah, that that is that is the main reason that uh, took me so long for me to accept my condition because I was just told from the blue that boy, you can never have sweets anymore, and I'm like, but I'm only ten years, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it must have been very sad. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Eh? yeah. So the first few years, how how did how 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 did it go? Because I can imagine at 10, 11, 12, uh, and starting your teen, Teenagehood. Uh, teen years, and uh, yeah, and now I'm sure there was uh, some cheating going on. Uh, sweets were, were hidden and all that. How did it go for the first few years? Okay, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Uh, the first two weeks, I was the best. I was the best diabetic patient you could ever come across. But you know, being a child, right? you have to sleep. So I always tell people that I used to live two different lives. To my mom, I was this best patient who takes his medication, who eats the right food. In my closet, my brother used to call my room sweets from heaven. I would have all kinds of sweets you can think of. All <laughs> kinds. I would have your marshmallows, I would have your lollipops, I'd, and you know what? I, I, I would even, what made it even worse is that I would even skip my insulin. I would do everything wrong and even go worse and skip my insulin. Because at that moment, you know, doc, like I'm saying, you, you start feeling like you're not human anymore. If you're told yeah. you can't have sweets at your age, guys, I was just a boy. So yeah, there was a lot of cheating that happened. Uh, yeah. And then I started, I started using my condition against my mom. I'm going to be very honest. And my yeah. dad, I, I used to use it against them because yeah. now I'll, I'll take advantage of like, okay, mom, I want uh, a neck piece. Can you buy me a neck piece? How much does a neck piece cost? No, it costs 700 pula. Okay, I'll get it for you. Time period, two weeks. If I don't get it in two weeks, mm. I throw myself into a coma. Mm. It's, it's not something I'm proud of, but I've thrown myself into more than 20 commas. Oh, no. That's, that's how so, bad yeah. it went. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the the consequences of of not of not following the right diet and uh, the, the the hiding of sweets in your closet uh, were the, the the multiple admissions. What were the consequences yeah. of of not doing the right thing after being yes. diagnosed? Uh, yes. I I would I I was a regular I was a regular patient at the male medical ward regular doc i mean that in in a month i'd be admitted twice oh. i was that much of a regular uh yeah it also caught up with me uh with the with, as the years went by uh, i found out that i had damaged my kidneys after after i think after eight or nine years if not ten i'm not sure about that and then it almost hit my eyes i almost went blind because oh. of the not taking care of yourself so, yeah, so you suffered yeah. from the complications of uncontrolled diabetes. I did. 
I'm a witness to that. You know, this DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis, yeah. ah, that thing showed me dust. I'm going to be very honest with you. That thing used to show me dust. And to this day, I don't want that thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So what changed now? What, uh, what, what changes did you make in your, in, your, in your lifestyle now that made you uh, to have less admissions and to have your, 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 your glucose controlled? Yes. Uh, this is the part where I really, really love sharing. Uh, I, 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 I only managed to accept my condition after 10 years. And then yeah. I decided that diabetes is going to be my best friend. Yeah. And I'm going to stand and make sure that people do not suffer like I did. Okay. This is when I set my mind that I'm going to do right by all means to be a living example. Yes. Uh, with that said, this is when I started stopping I stopped having the, the, the two lives. Uh, you know, you sometimes break the rules, but you don't go extreme. Like you can sometimes have milkshake. You don't go extreme, yeah. which is allowed. Yeah. So yes. I did things in a proper manner. Uh, I got yeah. close to my doctors. Uh, we talked on a one-on-one. On, on -on -one. Like I could even WhatsApp my doctor and tell him that, okay, I think this is what is happening to me. And he's like, what do you think we should do? And I'm like, okay, no, let's increase the insulin. It's, it's like... Now, like I'm saying, it's my best friend and we, yeah. we, we get along so well because uh, I committed myself that I'm going to change lives uh, and I'm going to, the training that I got, I'm going to use it yeah. and make sure that it benefits somebody else. So I cannot go and help somebody if I can't take care of myself. Where does it start? Yes. With Cariso. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes, so the sir. new Kahiso now that is living one life and that is a very close friend to diabetes. How many admissions are we looking at in the past uh, five years, let's say? Zero. I'm very Zero. proud to say this. I'm very proud to say this. I can still remember the last time I was admitted, doctor. It was back in 2005. And when oh. I left the hospital bed, I told them that I'm never coming back. <laughs> no, that's that's very good news. We are so proud of you. If you have yes, thank you so from much. 2005, that is yes. that is a very to, to very this good day. Job. Yes, we want you to inspire our patients that are really struggling, and we want you to inspire those that are just newly diagnosed, especially the young ones. Uh, the teenagers yes, that just got the bad news that they are, they, are, they, are, they are diabetic. We just want you to give them hope in, the, in this podcast that uh, things can change around. Uh, so we're just going to give you a few uh, minutes for you to just try and um, inspire them. All right. Thank you, doctor. Uh, what I'd love to say to the world, guys, is that number one, diabetes is not the end of the world. It is not you can still be the best person in yourself, even as a diabetic patient. Two, get close with your doctors. Get to know your condition better. Study diabetes as much as you can. Uh, don't listen to rumors. People will always come with rumors. I believe in my doctors. If a doctor says this works, then I believe this works. 
uh, I don't just take uh, anything that comes from outside because people have their own uh, perspective of how they look at things and what they can say about things. But what I'd love to say, especially to the young stars, is that, guys, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to accept your condition. It's not. That I'm 100% sure. It took me 10 years. But my advice is that I don't want you guys to take 10 years. Just sit down, have a cool, look for somebody who's diabetic, reach out to them. They understand your language. They know what A means and what B means. So get somebody who is diabetic to talk to, open up to them. And I am 100% sure that they will give you the right advice and how to handle things. Have your circle know you. Like, don't be the special the kid. No, just be like your friends. But they should know that we give him a priority. To the adults, uh, even when you're diagnosed, don't give up on life. It's not the end of the world. Your kids still need you. Your, your siblings still need you. Your, your nephews, your nieces still need you. So being diagnosed at an old age and uh, accepting your condition, taking your medication can give you more to life. It's not the end of the world. I will always say this, that diabetes is not the end of the world and you have people like Ariso who are living right now to make diabetes look good reach out to me we can have a chat reach out to doctor i'm sure he can have a chat with you thank you so much thank you thank you so much so most definitely we are always open we have a team that can assist all our diabetics we have a dietitian we also have a psychologist. One important part that we didn't speak about is the psychological and emotional uh, aspect of, yes. of, of being diagnosed with, with, with yeah. diabetes. So we yes. do have a, a team that can also assist. Kahiso uh, will agree with me that the emotional part is also very important. So and very challenging. We, we have a, yeah, when I say we have a complete team, I mean, we do have a dietitian, we do have a, a GP, myself, that has an interest in diabetes. I've done even the five-day uh, advanced course in diabetes. So I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite uh, interested in diabetes and I've, I've helped a lot of people. So we also have a clinical psychologist that we work with. For those that are struggling, you can always refer to her to assist them with the, the psychological part of it. Um, one last question for you, Kahiso. The importance of uh, support groups. What do you think? Do you think uh, we should have support groups for diabetics where diabetics will sit down around the table maybe once a month and discuss their issues and support each other? What's your take on that? Uh, I, that, that is the best thing you can do for a diabetic. That is the best. I, I'll repeat, it's the best thing. Because like I'm saying, doctor, if we're talking one language, it, it's easier to talk to somebody who's diabetic because they know what you're on about. But on the other hand, do not uh, avoid people without diabetes to join your support because uh, nobody at home, as, let me give you an example. Nobody in my, at, at our household has diabetes, but I can assure you that my mom has got my back. She might not understand deep detail, but when you tell her, mom, I'm not feeling well, this might be happening, she knows what to do. Support is very, very, very important to a diabetic patient. Because I usually say at one point, I, I almost gave up in life. But the support I got gave me reason to, 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 to fight for my life. So yes, doctor, uh, support meetings are 
good. And I would advise if you don't have them, you might as well start now. All right. Before I let you go, I want you to, to quickly talk about the side effects. Uh, what, what are the side effects of, of this medication? Because I have, I have patients that are always worried about side effects. I'll tell you that, no, if you take insulin, this is what's going to happen to you. If you take insulin, then you're going to collapse at school and all that. Have you ever had any issues with, uh, with uh, side effects or even uh, issues with the hypoglycemia yourself? Yes, sir. The, uh, doctor, I don't know if I'm going to be spoiling this, but I always tell people that no matter how perfect you are with your diabetes, there's always a downfall. There is yeah. always a downfall. There's going to be that day where you decide, I don't want to have, I don't want to have lunch. Let me just have a snack. And when you forget what you did, you took your insulin. What yeah. is it going to yeah. do? It's going to lead you to a hypo. So yeah. the side effects that I know that are very, very often and quite deadly is hypoglycemia. That is why I advise my friends and the people around me who live with diabetes that if at least you don't have sweets in your pocket, at least have money to grab something when you feel odd. I personally move with sweets in my car. Anything that I don't understand, I just take a sweet, take it up, check my sugar, and then take it off from there. So that, that's the main one. That is the main side effect that I know that uh, if you bend the rules, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch you hard. It's going to catch okay. you hard. So, yeah. All right. I just want to also know when you say a hypo, how does it feel? What happens to your body when you're going through a hypo so that our, our patients will quickly pick it up and then go for that suite if they have to? Yes, sir. Uh, what I've learned is that it comes in different forms for everyone. This is what happens to Karisa when he has a hypo. Uh, I sweat, like I really, really sweat, heavily sweating, to a point where I can even start feeling cold of my own sweat. Two, uh, I get so confused, doctor, like really, really confused, uh, to a point where me and you are having a decent conversation, and then I start talking about Power Rangers and whatnot. I go off topic. Three, Kariso tends to become so loud, so loud, like I can scream while having a conversation with you. Why? Nobody knows why. I become so aggressive. I become so, so, so aggressive. I mean, to a point where I can fight for you with you for no reason. And then uh, I, this, this one, people usually laugh at me when I tell them, my tongue becomes very heavy. It becomes very heavy. Having a conversation is a problem. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, obviously you start shivering that one I think happens to most of us you start shivering uh, and then what else uh, yeah I think I think that's about it but what I've learned with my other friends who are diabetic is that uh, some of them just go silent like this I have a friend who just goes silent he's a very talkative person the moment he starts being silent even if it's just a normal silence we start getting worried so it, it, it comes in different forms to everyone yeah yes sir all right okay yes but we've picked up at least the confusion the sweating the shaking those would be yes. probably the main main signs that would would, would, would guide us yes. to tell us that someone is going through a hypo yes sir 
All right. <laughs> and then uh, it's, it's an interesting interview. I'm, I can't stop asking questions. <laughs> I want to know, <laughs> to know now. Feel free, how doctor. Often, yes. How, how often do you check your, 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 your sugars now? Uh, okay. It, okay. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying it's supposed to happen this way, but usually two weeks before my 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 review, I check my sugars four times in a day to check if we're still in good terms there. But uh, normally, I check my sugar. I usually check my sugar when I'm when I'm when I'm feeling sick. Okay. Normally, All I right. just check my sugar when I'm feeling sick. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be honest with you. All right. So you will agree with me if I say uh, once you are at your level where it is controlled and you don't have issues, you can you can start checking your sugars uh, maybe once in a while. But if you are newly diagnosed, then you have to frequently check your your your, your sugar level so that we make sure that you are you are nicely controlled. Yes, sir. That I, that I second so much, especially for newly diagnosed people, because uh, they would, you'd want to know as a doctor where where you're playing, where where you to set. And he also, the patient, he she also should know that okay, this is how my range is. So yeah, checking regularly as a newly diagnosed is is I, I recommend it. I second that. And then once now you you're good, you understand your body, you know your signs, you know you know. So you can start saying, okay, no, you can do it once in a while. But even though I can, I do it once in a while. When I go for my review, I need to check it two weeks in advance uh, on a regular. On a regular, you can you, you can either change like uh, if you, if today I do it breakfast, lunch, supper, bedtime. Tomorrow I can do after breakfast, after lunch, after supper, bedtime or morning. See, so that we know. Our ranges oh. we, we were playing, yes, sir. All right. Well, spoken about uh, the diet uh, that led to multiple admissions. We've spoken about the psychological part. We've spoken about the medication. We've spoken about the side effects and the hypos. But we haven't spoken about exercise, which is also considered as one of the pillars of uh, treatment of diabetes. Yes, sir. we haven't talked about that. Uh, exercise is 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 so important. Exercise is very very important. It can actually get one sugar controlled. So I I'm, I personally walk. That's what I usually tell people. I'm not, I'm not the gym guy, the, the, the football player. No, but I walk. I know I can walk a distance of around 10 kilometers in one day, according to my phone. So okay. exercise is very important for patients. Don't overdo it. Uh, have, have a conversation with your doctor first because we have limits. Like you're not allowed to, 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 to go into, uh, if you're a football player, you can't go into the field when your sugar is extremely high because it's gonna uh, go back and it's gonna affect you. So have a, a chat with your doctor. They will guide you that, okay, no, if your sugar is ranging between uh, eight and 10, ah, go into the field, go do your best. But if you are 15 to 17, no, 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 take a chill pill. So exercise is very, very important. In all aspects, it is very important because it helps you keep fit and it also helps with uh, with regulating your sugar all right now 
Thank you so much, Kaki. So you have said a lot about diabetes. I'm sure our patients will learn a lot from, from, from the interview that we just had with you. So please keep the flag high and make sure you inspire a lot of our diabetics out there. We just, we just want to make sure that everyone that is diagnosed with diabetes is nicely controlled as soon as possible to avoid all the, the complications that come with. Thank you so much, Kakiso, for your time and we wish you well in your diabetes journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doctor. It was a pleasure.